Superfoods have really been around for centuries. In fact, I would say approximately 4000 BC, the Egyptians found out about superfoods. So they would, they touted onion as an example as a superfood and cabbage as a superfood. And the reason why they thought these foods were so amazing was that they used to use them for all sorts of different diseases. You're listening to the Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find out how to access exclusive discounts on Phylex, the fitness industry convention. In this episode, nutritionist and naturopath Teresa Mitchell-Patterson talks nutrient density, superfood marketing, and kale versus spinach with Network's Emma Harvey. Today we're talking to Teresa Mitchell-Patterson uh, with lots of experience in nutrition, teaching at the Bachelor level of Nutrition and Naturopathy. She's actually the inaugural winner of the Integrative Medicine Award for the Excellence in Practice Naturopathy. So we've really got a treat in listening to everything she has to say in regards to superfoods. So that's the topic we're going to be covering today. So just to start us off, what is a superfood? Well, Emma, a superfood is a food that is what we call highly nutrient-dense. So that means that we're looking at the content of antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals that are available in that food. So if we're looking at two foods side by side, you look at something like a whole grain because it's got all of the natural germ that contains all of the lipids, the fats, the antioxidants like vitamin E, and the bran, which has um, some very valuable fiber in it, as a whole food or a superfood. And then you'd compare that to something like white flour, which doesn't have the germ, doesn't have the fiber, as a nutrient-devoid food. So superfoods are extremely nutrient-dense. That is so great. So when... When you talk about these nutrient-dense foods and how amazing they are, what do they actually do? Well, the body has is exposed to, both internally and externally, something called a reactive oxygen species. Now, a reactive oxygen species is something that robs the body of oxygen. So our body becomes internally rusting, if you like. It causes a type of rusting type situation. And an antioxidant or a superfood actually sacrifices itself to protect against a reactive oxygen species. These reactive oxygen species are very damaging. They can cause diseases such as cancer, atherosclerosis, diabetes, and Alzheimer's disease. So it's in our best interest to make sure that we have a very good supply of antioxidants to protect against a reactive oxygen species. That is so amazing. So now I'm sure you've heard and we've all heard in the media all this new fandangle buzzword with the superfood and it sounds like it's a new thing and that's just come about. Is that the case? 
no, it's, it's definitely not the case. And I, this is what I find quite funny at times because superfoods have really been around for centuries. In fact, I would say approximately 4000 BC, the Egyptians found out about superfoods. So they would, they touted onion as an example as a superfood and cabbage as a superfood. And the reason why they thought these foods were so amazing was that they used to use them for all sorts of different diseases. So onions were used for gastric conditions. They were used in colds and flus and cabbages were used to treat the gut and also as a poultice on a wound. So they thought of these foods as superfoods. So it's actually quite an ancient term, not a new term. The word superfood is actually a marketing term and there's no clear definition of that word in any dictionary other than we think it's got something to do with antioxidants and nutrients. So when you say it's been around for 4,000 years, what is the difference between the old ones and the new ones and is there any difference? Well, it's horses for courses. So if we look at spinach versus kale, so kale's now the big buzzword superfood. And um, spinach is kind of the old one, if you want to look at it from that term. Um, kale is very nutrient dense, but then so is spinach. And I was talking to some of the uh, physical educators this morning and the PTs, and I said that kale is has a very high fiber content and that's great and we need it in our diet. Spinach is, doesn't, spinach doesn't have as much fiber, but as an example, if you wanted to get a high level of potassium after a workout because you've just been perspiring quite a lot, it's, it would be better to consume spinach because it's not bound up in all of the fiber than it would be to get to have kale because kale is harder to digest. So for that instant fix of potassium, spinach is going to be better. And it's the same with various grains. There's a new grain that's just been brought out, which is called teff. And again, it's not new. It's been in Ethiopia that we know of since 2000 BC. And if we compare that to quinoa, which I guess is the older version of a superfood, you'll find that quinoa is actually more nutrient dense than teff. However, they're both really good and teff is probably more ecologically sound. So we don't need as much teff to, let's say, feed the masses as we do quinoa. So very much it's important for us to understand the differences between the superfoods and make a conscious choice about what superfood is best for you. This conscious choice that we need to think about when we're looking at our diet and we go shopping, is there any diet that you can specify or say, well, that's the best one that you can get the most superfoods and nutrients from? The National Health and Medical Research Council have suggested, and this is not just in Australia, but in other countries, their um, nutritional science has suggested that five serves of vegetables, and we're talking about a minimum of 400 grams of fresh vegetables per day, and two serves of fruit are the most researched dietary 
suggestion for getting antioxidants and getting nutrients that we have. So sticking to that basic principle is the best way to ensure a high antioxidant intake. The other diet that is being studied and has actually quite a lot of research is also the Mediterranean diet. So if you're looking for a diet that encompasses a large amount of antioxidants, nutrients and minerals, the best diet really is the Mediterranean or ensuring that you get the five serves of vegetables and two of fruit and a mainly plant-based diet. That's so great. So now we know what diets have really good nutrient-dense superfood content. When we go to the supermarket, we choose these foods. How do we know which food is providing which vitamin and or mineral? It's actually quite a minefield, Emma. And I think the most important thing to take home from this is that nutrition is an ever-changing science. And to learn about nutrition is something that will give you the ability to determine what food is best for what person. So studying a something like a bachelor or and then followed by a master's if you want of nutrition will actually enable you to decipher what is the best food for what type of condition, what type of person, what sort of genetic background. And the bachelor programs at Australasian College of Natural Therapies and Southern School of Natural Therapies can enable somebody to study whilst they're working. So there is actually a diploma course which can, uh, is, is fully online. So it's a good addition to training as a PT and assisting your clients with the knowledge of how to improve their diet. Thank you, Teresa, so much for all the amazing information you've provided. If anyone wants to find out more about information and get in touch with you, where's the best place that they can reach you? The, if they actually look at inquiries at acnt.edu.au, we can provide the slides and give some basic information. I'd also like to thank Filex because this, this is my first year at Filex, so I'm considering myself very lucky. And um, Filex is all about releasing potential and I think that the sessions that they've had over this weekend have certainly done that. Thank you, Emma. No worries, it's been great, Teresa. Thank you. For more articles, resources and inspiration to grow your fitness business, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au.